Welcome to the 48th episode of the Game 4 podcast. In this episode, still recording from home, we'll talk about the return to in-person tabletop gaming. I'm Adam. I'm Matt. And this is the Game 4 podcast. Game 4 is a platform to help connect tabletop gamers and to help you get more out of your tabletop gaming. Matt and I are part of a software development and design company called Milk Can. And because most of the folks at Milk Can love tabletop games, we developed the Game 4 app and launched it in early 2018. We launched this companion podcast in June 2019 to help tabletop gamers get more enjoyment out of their hobby. Due to the COVID-19 global pandemic, we hibernated the Game 4 app in July of 2020 and plan to bring back a retooled version of the app for Android, iOS, and the web when gaming in person is safer, which we'll talk about today. Until then, we'll keep bringing you this podcast to help you get more out of your tabletop gaming. And speaking yeah. of tabletop gaming, what kind of stuff have you been doing recently? Oh, so much stuff. Um yeah, yeah. For, <laughs> but for gaming stuff. Um, so last week, I believe, mm -hmm. um, we had our session zero, which is kind of that uh, getting to know everybody, figuring out um, how everybody wants to play, how the group dynamics going to work, um, what we're trying to get out of, you know, kind of that good first session for RPGs um, that mm -hmm. we talked about. I believe we talked about it during our getting started RPGs. Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah. Podcast. Yeah, so we did that for um, a new Pathfinder uh, second edition game. Um, so we did that, and I was able to go and take the. I had I actually had I think the last time we talked, I had a character in mind. Um, that one ended up going back on the back burner, and I came up with a new concept and got that all created um, this week. Um, so first time ever completely rolling my own uh, Pathfinder um, 2E character. And mm -hmm. wow, it is it is not for the faint of heart. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, it's yeah. from everything I've always heard about, and I don't know a lot about Pathfinder 2E, but I know Pathfinder was always kind of considered to be like kind of D&D 3.75 for those of you kind of in the know. Yeah. So yeah. it is, I mean, it's deep. What, what's mm -hmm. nice is... Um, is that it's very um, very dynamic. Like, you, you don't have the cookie cutter. You don't feel like you have to go, like, I'm going to be a rogue monk ranger with, you know, three different types of blood to try to give some kind of dynamic to your character. Mm -hmm. Like, just saying, like, um, you're, like, I'm an alchemist. But just saying, like, you're a, you're a fighter, there's, you know, a lot of depth that even before you hit, you know, level two, your character is going to already have that sets it apart from, say, someone else. Sure, sure. So, yeah, it, I mean, it's it took a while. Like, we were doing some stuff um, together because um, we were trying to figure out the roll 20 character sheet. Um, oh, the online thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which was nice. Um, I, I, I know that it sounds like you have to pay money to get, like, everything kind of built in. Um so, you know, didn't have, it wasn't as robust as, say, like, your um, Beyond, D&D &D Beyond. Mm -hmm. But even D&D &D Beyond, you know, unless you you pay for a bunch of stuff, you don't get everything as well. So Sure, um, sure. But, uh, yeah, it was just kind of trying to figure out, like, where things go. Um, I was having some issues because it would definitely was not set up with Alchemist in mind. So even though I've got most of the stuff now entered in my it, um, I had to kind of, like, create a, a notes 
page that that I'm setting everything up in as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be sounds like it's gonna be a fun comp- campaign. Everybody's kind of taking more like a light lighthearted character approach. Like I don't think it'll be. So it's not going to be a real serious one, I think. I think we'll have fun. I think we'll, you know, we'll be in character, but, you know, the characters are pretty fun characters to interact with, so. Yeah, that's cool. And you're not uh, you're not the DM, so that you get to no, try a whole yeah, thing. No, yeah, it was weird going through, like, a session zero without me controlling it. It's been a while. Like, I've done some, you know, one-shots and stuff mm-hmm. recently, but, yeah, it's been a long time since I, I didn't have to run the session zero. Um and hearing, you know, how that was done by somebody else, um, definitely some stuff. I was like, "Ooh, I, that's a really good way to do it." I, I'm definitely pulling that in. So, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. so if nothing, nothing, uh, nothing else, uh, it's good to uh, just see how other people roll stuff. But yeah, yeah so yeah, we're excited. Cool. So we're gonna we're gonna take a uh, th- originally. I think we were gonna try to start right away, but um, with schedules and then just the fact that we kind of threw a lot at the GM of what we wanted and and stuff. It's, I think it's, we're going to spend about a month getting our characters all honed in and uh, the world kind of created. So we're going to start mm-hmm. probably mid April. Now this is a group that, is this a group that eventually might, once things get better and stuff might go back to in person or is this a group that's spread out all over the place? Uh, we are all in the same area. Um, mm-hmm. We have started kind of having the conversations. So, uh, definitely something we'll, I'll probably bring up uh, later um, and with mm-hmm. our current topic. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's yet to be decided exactly if we could, but we kind of did it that way so that it was a possibility. Right. Like if someone's on the other side of the country or whatever, then, you know, it's a right. COVID or not, you're not probably going to game with them in person. Right. Very exactly. Often. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, no, that's very cool. That's very cool. And then what else you got going on? Um, well, I am leaving for. Um, a spring break trip. Um, I'm going to go party in Miami because that seems like no. I'm not going to go party Ooh. in Miami. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're we have rented a um, Airbnb on the beach down in Gulf Shores, mm-hmm. which is kind of like Alabama, uh, very western part of Florida. Um, and we're just basically driving down um, and then hanging out on the beach at, for a week, um, just to kind of get out after a year of being kind of cooped up um without still without kind of being able to kind of manage our own risk um yeah so yeah we're leaving uh we're leaving next or this saturday we're leaving Mm -hmm. this saturday i keep wanting to say next saturday but it is already this week um Mm -hmm. so i have been trying to put together some stuff to do uh while i'm down there um like i have not been able to paint much so um, I'm putting together like a paint kit to kind of take with me with like some ventures mm. pre-primed and, you yep. know, some paints and brushes and stuff like that. Like, so I have to kind of like, what do I need? What do I don't, don't need? Um, I might be doing some rush Zenithal highlighting uh, this week to kind of get some characters primed and ready to go. Um, Lord knows I have enough to paint though. So I'm not. Too yeah. Nervous. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, most of us, most of us do, but you know, that's cool. Yeah. I've, I've got, like I've got a portable nerding kit and I made a video about portable nerding kits years and years and years ago. Um, mm-hmm. But it's more for building. It wasn't, I didn't really, I've never, well, I was gonna say I've never really painted on the road, but that's not true. I painted a little tiny bit on the road, but um, yeah, it's usually for me more of a building thing. Like you sit there and like, you know, glue pieces together and sand mm-hmm. them, and, you know, yeah, this started and stuff. 
it, it kind of started because I think like the first time I, cause I normally paint in my workbench downstairs mm-hmm. in my hobby, you know, space. Um, and when I was teaching my kids how to paint, I was like, you know, that space wasn't going to work. So we put down, uh, like paper or something on, on the tables upstairs. Mm-hmm. So I kind of had put together some stuff like, Oh, we need this, this, and this, and kind of brought that with, um, you know, some paint handles and paintbrushes. Yeah. I, I, it's uh, actually a big, it's like a, one of those like uh, handle toolboxes kits. Mm-hmm. So it's got like the nice tray, which works out well for putting paintbrushes on um, yeah. and stuff like that. And then it's really deep for putting handles and like set it all, you know, I do like the, my different paints and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, <clears throat> tackle boxes are really good for that kind of stuff. You know, like if, especially mm-hmm. if you can get them like metal ones are fine, but they can be kind of heavy, but the plastic ones, especially if there's lots of little compartments and things like that can be really useful as well. I've seen some people go as far as putting like making some of the little containers, some of the little, you know, drawer spots or whatever, mm-hmm. putting um, like craft foam on the inside of them, like gluing craft oh, foam sure. inside there yeah, yeah. so that you can like keep a miniature in there, but then it won't get mm. banged around and scrape off all the paint that you're in the mid process of painting. Yeah, no, that's um, a really good idea. I've also seen people just like use, um, I've honestly just used an old piece of t-shirt, like strip, you know, like ripped up old t-shirts and then you just <clears throat> kind of just, you don't have to even glue it. You just sort of wrap the model and set it in that little area and then it's going to protect it pretty well as well. Yeah. Well, I've been way, shipping, I mean, yeah, I've been shipping so many minis lately that I've, mm-hmm. Like whenever like any kind of package comes for anyone in the household, I kind of have kept anything that like any bubble wrap that's in pretty good condition or oh, yeah. any, any of the like the plastic strip or that like that foamy strip stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I've got a pretty nice collection set up downstairs. So yeah, I'm gonna have to steal some of that stuff too. So yeah, that's it, the, yeah. that craft foam stuff. Like you can get it at craft stores and things like that, Joanne Fabrics yeah. or whatever. And then, yeah, I don't know what you glue it with. I don't, I mean, you could use hot glue maybe, but that might be might melted a bit. I don't know if CA glue is the thing to use, but yeah, yeah I've seen other people do that to make those little kind of container, like those, just those, some of those little areas that you would put, I don't know, fishing lures in, I guess, but yeah, making them so that they're a little bit softer so they don't, you know, bang up right. the miniatures too much. No, that's very cool. Well, yeah, that's, that's kind of me in a nutshell. So, but uh, how about yourself, sir? Um, yeah, well, let's see. I have been... I haven't been doing as much painting as I would have liked. Well, I had actually, I did do some painting. Uh, I finished up some um, 3d printed demons that uh, actually you had printed for me. It was mm. two pairs of um, demons. So that's four. Yeah. The pictures and, came uh, out really nice. Yeah. They were a lot of fun to do. I, I put some of the pictures of them on um, Instagram. I lately, I have not been like doing the normal, you know, miniature photography thing where you try to like light everything very evenly and like, you know, put it in a white background or like that kind of like white to blue fade or anything like that. Lately, mm-hmm. I've been setting up little tableaus and using crazy lighting and, and stuff like that. So you can't really, it's not that you, I'm not trying to show off the paint jobs. I'm just trying to make fun photographs. So uh, yeah, I've been doing that and those have been fun. So, uh, but yeah, those, those miniatures came out pretty well. I mean, the, the, the prints came out great. Uh, the paint jobs came out decently and I didn't spend a ton of time on them, but I wasn't trying to like go nuts with them. I was trying to get them to a mm-hmm. good tabletop quality quickly. So yeah, those are, um, are done and that was fun. And then on my other kind of, uh, thankfully these days painting outlet, uh, Twitch, I've been working on this big monster called a Mutilith, uh, vortex beast which is a games workshop uh, model. He's like a big, huge chaos monster. And he's, 
got like, I don't know, he's got, he's covered in so many bony protuberances. There's just like, all I did last night when I streamed mm-hmm. was just pretty much paint. I had already gone through and on all the different little bony spiky bits, I already painted them all dark brown as a good undercoat. And then I just went through mm-hmm. and painted them all like ivory. And it took me seriously like the entire, you know, episode. Um, and yeah. then I'm going to next time on Friday, I'm going to put wash on all of them. And it, usually I go with a sepia, but I think on these, I might actually go with a darker color, like a brown, like a normal like Agrax or shade or something oh, like okay. that. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, to highlight them up a little bit and just kind of, but there's just so many of them. There's easily, I don't know, a hundred, 150, these spikes all over his uh, big stupid body. Right. There's a, there's an artist somewhere going like, oh yeah, I had to sculpt each one of those, sir. <laughs> sure. But they probably did it digitally. And there's a lot of copy and paste. It was yeah. easy. I mean, it probably wasn't actually easy, but yeah. Um, but yeah, so, uh, that's, uh, and, and, and the thing is, it's funny is because like, I'm going to use them in Warcry, but I, I think, and I don't even remember anymore, but I'm pretty sure I bought him on eBay and then I had to rip him off of a rectangular base because he was originally put together for probably Warhammer fantasy back when everything was squares and rectangles. So oh, I, wow. I, I, okay. rip, I had to rip him off the rectangular base. I remember doing that. And then, so I mean, that's why I know he's an eBay guy, probably. I mean, well, I could have bought him someplace else used. I know I didn't build him, but somebody mm-hmm. else did. Um, and then I put him on an oval base like he's supposed to be on these days. And I did texturing on the base and all that stuff. And then I, you know, primed him and then uh, also Zenithal primed. And then I started painting him. And then I stopped and then haven't touched him since February of 2016. And I know oh, that wow. because I... I, yeah, I remember uh, because I was working on him and then I got to a stopping place because my wife and I were going to go see Deadpool in the theater. And that came out right around <laughs> Thanksgiving. Yeah, or, not, sorry, not Thanksgiving. Two it came out right around. First. Um, first. Yeah, no, it, no, not two. Yeah, the first one. It came out just around Valentine's Day, 2016. I looked it up online. Uh-huh. So, yeah, that was literally the last time that I touched him. Otherwise, he's just been like in the basement, just kind of sort of collecting dust. So um, when I got done with the big uh, uh, Terrorgeist, I was like, I got to find something else to paint. And I was hoping on building some stuff that weekend before I needed to start painting again, but I didn't get the time mm-hmm. and stuff. So I'm like, all right, what do I have? I know I've got stuff laying around here that's in partial condition. And so I found him and I was like, yeah, that'll be cool. Because I, I can use him in Warcry as well. So it's not just painting, right. the fun of painting, which I enjoy, but I generally am trying to paint stuff for the tabletop. So he is in progress and he'll be in progress on Twitch for a bit longer. Um and then I am trying to get actually a resin printer of my own. Uh, I've been trying to get the same Taking one you've got. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, I keep finding myself looking at like these uh, different, like, you know, like uh, my mini factory and a lot of other places and all the different STLs and all the different models out there. And mm-hmm. it's just, you know, I... I find myself playing more and more indie games. I still play, you know, Games Workshop stuff, but right, I find right. myself playing more and more indie games. And because of that, I'm finding myself looking for things that GW doesn't make. And so, you know, okay. if you want to right, have right. the widest possible, you know, uh, net to throw on different subject matter for models, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it, it's it's uh, the 3D printing these days. So um, I'm trying to get a printer in Elegoo Saturn and um, they're out of stock on uh, Amazon unless I would like to buy buy one uh, classified as a collectible uh, from a scalper for $300 more than retail, which I'm not going to buy anything yeah. from scalper. Uh, so mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but anyway, so I'm, so I'm, I'm working on, on getting that done and everything. And then I've got to find a good place to put it in the basement and I've got a pretty good idea. We've got this little side room 
that I think I can mm-hmm. kind of close off a little bit, put a decent vent in there. Not too difficult because it's right by a window, like a basement window. So um, you get some, get some yeah. lac tables. I, I just picked up, or I my wife picked me up uh, two more uh, IKEA lac tables. So, well, how tall are those? Um, so I think each one they're fairly square. So I would say it's probably uh, two and a half, three feet tall. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. Uh, Really? Yeah, they were that tall, huh? Yeah, yeah, that might be. That might be. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think I'm exaggerating now. That's probably half that. So it's probably a half a meter or a foot and a half. Because mm-hmm. um, I, yeah, I've been doing two on top of one another for like. A oh, good, sure. When you stack them, yeah. Because then you mm-hmm. you three D print with re- not with resin but with uh, filament. You three D print brackets. Yep. Yeah, it's a, to kind of hold them together and you screw them together. That's that's cool. I actually uh, I found a table um, in the hallway. Uh, where my studio is downtown. Mm. And uh, I was like, hmm. And I'm like, this would be good. I wonder whose it is. And so I've asked around, uh, including yeah. the landlord, and everybody's like, mm, which literally means that somebody who's who's renting one of those studio spaces put it out in the in the hallway because they don't know what to do with it. And now they're right. like, oh, yeah, I don't know whose it is. So I'm like, well, good, I'm going to take it. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, that's it's that's that, that table's like, 24 inches by like 40 and it's about 30 inches high and i'm like oh that'll be a decent size i think so yeah yeah but um yeah so uh yeah free table hooray um but yeah so that's 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 the plan that's where i'm at going right now at least with uh, that kind of stuff i'm probably not going to be doing a lot of uh extracurricular uh painting or anything like that for a little while because i've got this big sort of secret project that i'm working on uh so yeah the only it's hopefully got another month or so on it and then i'll be done but um, everybody will find out true that too but also then uh but but otherwise i'll be doing with the majority of i'll still be Mm. painting on twitch that's just that'll be probably the the only time that i'll have um to to paint but uh yeah gotta keep busy you know very cool yeah and so uh, the subject for today's video is a little timely, we thought, mm-hmm. um, due to some announcements and stuff like that that have come out relatively recently. Right. Uh, and like it, and it, everybody knows that, you know, I have officially gotten my first shot for the vaccine. Um, that news, that, <laughs> uh, that press release went out l- early this, this last week. And Yeah, it was in the paper. That's true. <laughs> That's true. I'm still hoping to get one soon. Um, but uh, So there's that. But... It does seem as if we're finding a bit of a light at the end of the tunnel for COVID to some degree. Not Mm -hmm. everywhere. And again, we're predominantly probably talking for the most part about the U.S. because that's where we both live. And so, you know, I know that there are other parts of the world and you may be listening to this there where things are not necessarily anywhere near that tunnel. Uh, Yeah, Um, poor poor Brazil. Yeah, that's... Yeah, Brazil's one of the big ones there. But then others are like, like New Zealand's like... Uh, we've been fine for 10 months now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Else is doing. And I think like <laughs> everybody in Israel has got the vaccine already. If it, that it has it, that it, you know, right. or whatever that wants it. Um, you know, so it, it, you know, it's, it's all over the world. It's different kind of uh, situations as far as that's mm-hmm. concerned. But, um, at least here in the U S it is starting to roll out to more people. My mom's got both of hers. My in-laws got both of theirs. Right. Um, I mean, and there's also the ones that are just one shot. Is it the Johnson and Johnson one? It's not quite yep. as effective. It's got a slightly lower effect, efficacy, something that's a word like that. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but still it's one shot and you don't have to go back for the second one. Um, mm-hmm. so 
So that's a benefit. And, and, you know, we're seeing numbers down, but then like you mentioned earlier, there's all, you know, stuff going on like in Miami beach, which is not going to help, but in right. theory, hopefully by the end of this year, we should be again, not back to normal, but we should be more normal. We should be a good deal mm-hmm. more normal, but right. that's not Things to say. Look, right. Things are going to look more like they did a little over well, a year, year and a half ago. Yeah. So one would hope. Mm-hmm. Um, now that's not to say though, that, uh, that there hasn't still been, even in 2021 here, there's been casualties as far as, uh, gaming conventions and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, Las Vegas open, which normally would be done in January is one that I yep. attend. Uh, I like to attend that was still obviously canceled that, I mean, that was right. the last convention I was at was that actually LVO 2020. So that was end of January, 2020. And we were starting mm-hmm. to hear about COVID, but it wasn't that big of a deal yet. Little right. Know. That was a, someone else's problem. So a little bit. Yeah. Although to be fair, when I was in, um, Vegas, it was during Lunar New Year, so there was a ton of people, Asian oh, folks, that's right. yeah. who were there vacationing, and so I had people mention to me, they're like, hmm, well, you know, and I'm like, well, it should be fine. And then fast forward a couple months later, we were in Reno, you and I, mm-hmm. for the Game Manufacturers Association Expo, right. and there were a bunch of different companies that decided last minute to cancel, and yeah, like just around we were, with like, uh, hand sanitizer. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, hand sanitizer, that was when uh, people started doing the, the elbow shake or the foot shake. Um, right, the elbow bump instead of the hands, shaking I hands. I think you made it through the entire convention without ever touching the elevator button or anything else with your hands. <laughs> yeah, I, I was using my, um, my elbows for the elevator buttons. I, I mistakenly I, shook hands a couple of times, but yet generally it was the elbow bump. Yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, I would screw up and hit the elevator button and then have to find the Perel or, or whatever mm-hmm, at the, at mm-hmm. the nearest thing. Um, but then, like while we were there at a de- or sorry at uh, uh, the Gamma Expo, that's mm-hmm. when um, NBA got canceled, NCAA got canceled, Adepticon yeah. got canceled, like all these different things. NHL, yep, all that was. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, now they're now we're playing for real now, boys and girls. That those yeah, are multi million exactly. dollar things that they're not going to ca- billion dollars probably uh, yeah. that they are not going to cancel on a whim. Um, right, exactly, exactly. And then, you know, like as it went on, like I said, Adepticon was, it got canceled during that time. And then people were like, well, I don't know, maybe Gen Con. And then I was like, no, it's not going to. And then, you know, they canceled Gen Con in, the, in August. And basically everything got canceled in 2020. You've all been there. You know what's going on. But now yep. into 2021, you know, LVO again, early, early January or yep. sorry, late January, early part of the year, late January. Still uh, also, not, no, that didn't happen. And right. Adepticon uh, would be literally this weekend. Right, like up. we would be, yeah, going to that rather than me heading out of town. For <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's uh, Depticon is also again this year canceled, and also like mm-hmm. another like local convention that we like to go to, Fire and Ice is mm-hmm. uh, so even though it's a small February. one, but yeah, it still yeah. just wasn't safe. Um, yeah. And then there was relatively recent uh, news about Nova Open, uh, which is another, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, like uh, Fire and Ice is a convention that's designed. Most of these that I've been talking about are miniatures conventions because they're conventions that I generally go to. Uh, Fire and Ice is like a normal, like, you know, average tabletop convention, kind of a small local convention, five, six hundred yep. people. Um, but Nova Open announced that their convention, which normally takes place in very, very late August, usually into early September, uh, this year is also canceled. Now there's mm-hmm. there are two to three thousand folks at that convention, right. and it's uh, basically in DC. It's technically in Northern Virginia, hence the Nova. 
Uh, but as the crow flies, they're like four miles away from the White House. So it's just mm-hmm. like, over, you know, that, that whole area is a little squirrely as far as borders are concerned. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, it's uh, they were kind of back and forth and thinking and hemming and hawing. And then they decided to, to, to pull the trigger and say no. But other conventions have instead for this year, 2021, slid mm-hmm. back some. It was announced last week that Gen Con, the biggest uh, convention mm-hmm. here in the United States for tabletop gaming, 70,000 people normally, um, they decided to slide back from their like n- early to mid-August timeline and they bumped it back to the 16th through the 19th of September, okay, which yep. is a it's a big deal for a convention like that size. Right. Know, That's hotels in, in downtown and oh, yeah, hotels and, and, and exactly. Yeah. And and trying to not like do it during who knows, the Indy five hundred or like any of the other car races that they have going on there. I mean, Football. there's all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. You're right. Like, like a lot yeah. of what a lot of what happens at Gen Con happens in um the Lucas Oil Stadium where the Colts play, you know? Right. So um so if they don't push it back, uh, you know, uh, just cavalier. Now, there have been complaints because obviously it's during school now. So a lot of educators mm-hmm. are like, no, I really can't come or I can't bring my kids. If I'm not an educator or things like that. It's difficult. And mm-hmm. that's understandable. And it's also technically during Yom Kippur. So that's like a very big oh, deal. Obviously, it's like yeah. one of the holiest mm-hmm. uh, of, uh, of holidays uh, for the, the Jewish faith. And so mm-hmm. but again, I th- like. I get the feeling that they didn't have a lot of control over it. Like when we could, they're like, oh, well, maybe we should do it this weekend. I think it was basically like you either do it the weekend you already have planned. Right. We have like one other option or else right. it's next Or you year. just wait till next year. And they just were like, well, I guess we'll just do it this year and right. here. And whoever can make it can make it. And and, and they are also still even in early in mid-September, they are all still also putting a an attendance cap on. Uh, and they're also pushing heavy into doing a lot of virtual stuff for the folks that can't come. So mm-hmm. they're, they're still, it's still a hybrid approach and you're going to, I think, keep seeing that. Um, and then another convention that also slid, but they announced this way earlier, if not end of 2020, they may have announced it at the very beginning of 2021, but origins, which is another mm-hmm. big tabletop, you know, like all kinds of different tabletop board games, RPGs, you know, whatever. Um, that big convention, not as big as Gen Con. Gen Con's about 70,000. Origins right. is about 20,000, but still 20,000 is nothing to sneeze at. Um, and, 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 that's and, Columbus, and it is older than Gen Con, too. Yes. Actually, at that, I don't know. Maybe. The, yeah, so Origins is, was, Origins is uh, where they first announced D&D. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, so I it actually is that. a precursor. So, yeah. So, f- I mean, they are the original, so... My first Gen Con was the year that Gen Con and Origins were together at the same time. Ah. Because Origins used to travel around from city to city. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until the early, well, actually the, the mid-90s where they decided to stick in Columbus from then on. Right. But yeah, my 92, when I went to my first Gen Con was Gen Con 25, and Origins was happening in the same building at the same time. Like It was just mm. planned that they decided to mix them together, which was really interesting. Anyway, they've pushed back their normal convention, which is usually in June, to October. Right. So that's also a kind of a big deal on that situation. Um, again, same situation probably with mm-hmm. people who, you know, are educators and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But um, I think that's what's going to be interesting is that... Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how many conventions get pushed back into the fall and then they're all going to happen on top of each other or right near each other. 
Right, and like at, some are know, still even t- tentative. Like uh, game hole cons usually in November. Um, yeah, usually late. It's usually right around Halloween. Right. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, late yeah. October, early November, somewhere right mm-hmm. around there, um, in Madison, uh, Wisconsin. Madison, and, Wisconsin. Uh, yeah. And that one's they, probably they five, were six like, thousand "Hey, we're going to do this. We have to start going if we're going to do it." You know, it's that's the thing. All these conventions, even you know, when you just have a you know a few thousand, is that they're trains. You, you're not going to turn on a dime. You can't start them on a, you know fast. You, mm-hmm, you, you mm-hmm. know, so they are like, "We're we're proceeding as though we can, but we probably won't know until like a week or two ahead of time, possibly even then." if it's, you know, 100% going to happen. Like, the public health, you know, department could just, like, a week ahead of time be like, yep, sorry, no, we're not going to allow you to do it. Um, mm-hmm. Like, right yeah. now, they got the initial okay, like, yeah, we should be fine with then go ahead. But, you know, they're still like, you know, this is still up in the air. You know, we don't but know. I mean, yeah, sure. who knows? I mean, there might be another variant that pops up that's completely resistant, or there might be a completely other thing, or, you know... Maybe right. all of a sudden everyone will decide they hate games now. Or I mean, I, that's unlikely. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, like there's all kinds of options. And I think it's right. important for these these conventions specifically to be able to let people know we're hoping, but understand that we mm-hmm. still can't 100% sure say. I mean, you know, obviously nothing's 100%. You could, you know, right. everything could be fine and, uh, I don't know, a meteor could hit uh, uh, Indianapolis and then mess up, you know, Gen Con. Uh, right. So, right. you know, but still. And if, this if is, a meteor um, does hit, you know who to blame now. But <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's Yeah, that's totally. Yeah, that's you just told yourself up. I mean. I, I, I wish I could control meteors. That would be awesome. Well, actually, <laughs> well I, I mean, have you ever tried be. before? I mean, no. True. So. That's a good point. Um, but yeah, so uh, conventions are still here in 2021, a tenuous thing. I, I yeah. do remember back in April and May when we were still thinking, well, maybe, you know, I, I, mm-hmm. I bet the like the fall conventions will still be good, you know, and like. Right. Now. Right. So, yeah. We were yeah, so hopeful and naive then. Yeah, exactly. But I think because of the um, one of the big deals, honestly, is the, is the vaccine, you know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and that's that's going to be important. Um but it's not just about conventions, obviously, because conventions, you know, you and I, we love going to conventions and things like that, but not everybody right, does right. that. But, um, you know, there's also a lot of people who are just going to play at their local store. Maybe it's um, Friday Night Magic. Maybe it's uh, getting together and playing in a, uh, I don't know, Age of Sigmar tournament. Maybe right. it's uh, pick up pick up games or whatever. Maybe it's board game night, you know. I know a mm-hmm. lot of people that like to play um, RPGs. Like a lot of a lot of different game stores will have like a special room that you can like you know sign out or rent or something like that, so you can play right. board games there instead of playing at somebody's house that maybe you don't know as well or mm-hmm. whatever that kind of thing. Um, and stores, I mean, most stores have been basically shut down as far as I mean, early on stores were shut down. Basically, you could do curbside pickup, and then. They were like, right. okay, you can come in with a mask and stuff like that, but and still only a like lot of stores. two people at a time. I think, like, right? I remember yeah. the first first weekend. I think uh, uh, it was when the the ninth edition of Warhammer came out. Oh, that sure, so about Julyish, like, late July of like yeah, twenty twenty. And and it was at the, at that time they're like, oh, you can only have like four people in the store. So there was like a six foot separated line slowly forming outside the store. Mm-hmm. But nobody was really quite sure because there was no signs that that was actually what needed to be done. But we just, but it was like somebody said that this was what was happening, and so then everybody else just kind of got that word, and so we just started all lining up. And then as like one group came out, another the next group went in, and was yeah, 
But everybody kind of did the, I don't know for sure that inside knows that this is even happening. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, you know, but, but we're like, well, but I, it's better to be safe worse for sorry. standing outside and it was not that bad of weather at the time. So no, it was July. It wasn't too bad. Yeah. Yeah, Unless it was like so. really hot or something, but, but yeah, so, you know, stores in your local area, some of them, you know, it, it depends. Like there were different state kind of mandates that said mm-hmm. this and that and the other thing and whatever. And so some are like, like, I don't care about the state mandate. Like we are still going to be trying to game safe and we're not ready to do this event or some are like, you know, maybe they pause for a little bit and are completely back to you know, how things, you know, gaming as much as they did beforehand. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think, and I don't know this for sure. So maybe somebody in the comments can back me up, but I know for a while that, uh, wizards of the coast basically just like, normally if you play magic, they have this thing called Friday night magic, which strangely Mm -hmm. uh, happens on Friday nights and you go to your local store and it's kind of like a little mini tournament, like every single week and you get a number from wizards of the coast and uh, then you can kind of track your rating and stuff like that. And the right. store like punches in your wins and losses and this and that. And it's all a thing. And people who really like Friday Night Magic, really, it's a it's a big deal. And they love to do it every every week. And uh, after the pandemic kind of started and things and stuff started closing down, um, Wizards shut that down. They're just like, don't enter stuff into this database. We won't take it. You shouldn't be having Friday Night Magic right now, mm. you know? Um, so, you know, you had some stores in some States where they were like, just not as concerned, you know, and, uh, they would just would have maybe Friday night magic, but just not registered, or they would do it whenever they wanted to do it. But there was a lot of places that have just not had, because that's the thing about, especially with magic, it's a very, you're close to somebody, you know what I mean? More often than not, you're sitting across from each other on a 30 inch wide, you know, like, you know normal six foot conference table so you're right. right in somebody's face almost you know what i mean and, and you're and sitting there playing you're right. you know. sometimes you have to exchange cards or, or right you yeah, take yeah. 12 cards and so you're touching some cards and mm-hmm. so it was uh there's a lot of that not been going on which has really seen the growth of the uh, the online version uh mm-hmm. magic the gathering arena arena that's yep. what it's called yep yep so you know that's kind of a big deal uh, you know, obviously that kind of takes the stores out of it to some degree, but, um, you know, that's, that's, that's been an issue. And now hopefully, and again, I did, like I said, I don't know if magic if Friday night magic's back online yet or not, but I do know that some local stores, I mean, I, even around here, some local stores are starting to do in person, you know, like, um, you know, modern nights on Tuesday and stuff like that mm-hmm. and things, you know, um, I know that and our local yeah, summer, store summer that, like. Yeah, if the event's on, the event's on. Some are like, yeah, the event's on, but only the first 10 can come in. Exactly. Most of them are limiting still, even now, uh, number of people. And Mm -hmm. um, I know like one of our local stores, they got one of those head thermometer things, you know, the little laser Mm -hmm. one or whatever. So you don't have to touch the person and they're checking people's temperatures and you got to wear a mask and all that kind of stuff. So every store and area is going to have different rules for a while. And though you may be talking to friends who are like, oh, yeah, it's great. I go to the store and there's no I don't have to wear a mask and everything's awesome. And we're just, you know, but then there's other, you know, in your area, it's very possibly different. And so that's a thing that we're still going to have to deal with, honestly, for quite some time. Um, right. You know, and and then and, and those rules will change and things will stay in flux. And, yeah, that's the thing, too. They might be open year. one week and they, yeah, something could happen. They're not like that the next week. So. Sure. Yeah, just co- I mean, so, yeah, just being could be somebody who works the at the store. store who all of a sudden has like who gets COVID or something mm-hmm. like that, and now they have to mm-hmm. change things quite a bit, you know, just to make sure mm-hmm. that that's an issue. Um, but yeah, so everything is going to be 
like, again, the, the idea, the hope is that things are getting better and it seems to be heading in that direction. And we're seeing some conventions slide and some say, yeah, we're going to wait till next year again and other ones, you know, but your store uh, comfort level and things like that are going to be important for you to at least track. Like I am mm -hmm. still, I'll be honest with you until I get the vaccine. Uh, like I still don't plan on going and playing at a local store mm -hmm. and that's just a, that's just my personal thing. Uh, but you know, you, you may think differently and that's fine. Like it's okay right. that everybody's kind of comfort levels are going to be different. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, and, and don't feel bad that you feel comfortable or you don't feel comfortable at this point. I, I mean, mm -hmm. I still think being cautious isn't bad, but you know, if you're like, I feel comfortable because I know of this, this, and this, and this is what I'm doing. I, you know, that that's you it's it's you know i i've been telling people it's kind of like driving on the highway um everybody that goes you know everybody that goes faster than you is a crazy idiot um and everyone that goes slower than you is you know uh, grandpa or grandma and you know they need to get <laughs> right, off the yeah, road yeah. if they're not if they're too scared to drive um there's very few times that you're driving on the highway and you're like ah that other driver is a standing outstanding good driver just like me um, George Carlin I, used to have a bit about that, but with a lot more swear words in it. But yeah, it was yeah. kind of the same thing about everyone who's faster than me is a, yeah, it's a maniac, you know, and, and that kind of right. stuff. But uh, yeah, it's... Uh, and, and that's kind of how it feels with COVID stuff. Like, it seems like, you know, you'll see someone do something that you're not comfortable with and you're like, wow, I can't believe they're doing that. And other stuff, you're like, really? You're not comfortable doing that? Like, what's different than this? So... Yeah, no. And, and again, it's... To some degree... Like if, I don't know, I've been finding as I've been going to the grocery store, wearing a mask, there's big honking signs all over the doors that say you need to wear a mask, but mm -hmm. they don't, it seems as if they don't like, like, and, and some places will literally like police that, you know, right. there's a, a big chain of, um, uh, hardware stores in our area, mm. in the yeah, Midwest I, called I know Men you're talking Menards. About. Yep, Men yeah, yeah. Yep. And, uh, early on in this thing, they had like paid i think possibly armed guards maybe with a taser but whatever still <laughs> they were, who stood uh, at the I front door and if you tried to come in without yeah, them like because mm -hmm. because you don't want to like give some 17 year old kid okay your job is to tell you know people that they can't come in the store without a mask because that kid's mm -hmm. not getting paid to do that but you get a security guard that's a different story and so they mm -hmm. were saying look you can't come in without a mask there's a sign mm -hmm. you got to get a mask here you go we have masks and all that kind of stuff but there are other places that would put signs all over and then not really do anything if you didn't and people were just trying to basically be good about it but some people they don't agree and so that's that's right. one thing. But if it's a situation of like, okay, I've gone in here, they ask you to wear a mask and you're not wearing a mask, I'm still going to be, I'm going to judge you. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be like, mm -hmm. and I'm not going to get real close to you. Uh, and that's my personal uh, comfort level right now. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not going to start a fight with that person probably because um, it's, I just don't, you know, uh, keep your eyes on your own paper kind of a thing. I, if more people right. just had, sort of thought about themselves a little bit. Uh, yeah, I'll be, ju I'll be judging you, but judging little, you no. from afar. Yeah. And maybe it's not thinking about themselves. I think a lot of people think about themselves. Um, sometimes the people that all they do is think about themselves. I think it's, mm. I don't know. It, it like, I guess the question is, does it affect you? You know what I mean? I mean, possibly. Well, but, sure. Well, I, if, I mean, if you stay distant, yeah, if you stay six feet from them, then mm, if they get sick, they get sick and not you, but. Right. Yeah. They no, no. I mean, more other people. Yeah. There's, yeah, I, there's a. I guess I mean it from the aspect of like, if you see somebody who's wearing like a weird shirt or their haircut's really strange 
what effect does it actually have on you? There's no reason for right. you to go up there and, 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 and talk to them and say stuff because it's, it literally has no effect on you. Now, with a virus, it, that's a slightly different story. And I totally understand right. that. But, you know, I think if more people are kind of kept to themselves right. and, you know, yeah, that's. And at the same time, like, if you think about it, like, I, you know, nobody's ever gone, you know, oh, this one person called me out on Facebook and now I've completely changed all my political views and I'm now yeah, this well, different person. That's now. also true. Yeah, it's hard to like, convince people, obviously, the, via shouting probably, in aisle You're nine. probably not going to convince anybody mm-hmm. that they're they're wrong or they're doing it different. So it's probably not worth going out of your way. To and do. so it comes to it comes to your decision at that point then, in my opinion, mm-hmm. to then decide, okay, well, you know, like if you were like, I want to go down to my local shop and play some Star Wars Legion with uh, somebody who I vaguely know through the shop. And yep. you go down there and you've both decided to wear masks because the sign still says masks, or maybe the sign mm-hmm. doesn't say masks, but you decided that's eh, still not a bad idea. And right. there are other people there who are playing other games and they're not masking up. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's up to the store owner to some degree to kind of enforce that. So right. if, if they say, look, you should be wearing masks, then it's, you know, then you should follow what the store owner says. But if they say, yeah, don't, you know, you don't have to, but you still want to, there's no reason to, you know, um, for you to get in those people's faces. And there's no reason for them to get in your face either. Like I was literally a couple of days ago, I was walking out of my studio to my car and I had, I had my mask on cause I, mm-hmm. no, I take that back. I had left the studio, gone to the coffee shop. So I've got my camera case in one hand and a yeah. coffee in the other, and I'm still wearing my mask walking to the car. And some woman in the passenger seat of a, of a car going by yelled at me out the window. She's like, you don't need to wear a mask. You're outside. And I'm like, what, with what hand am I going to take this off? I've got, I'm carrying, right. would you shut up? Why, why don't you stay in, in your own lane? And, and they just, oh my God. Anyway, maybe yeah. I'm going off in a different direction here, but that's, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like that's, that's the thing. Right. It, it's still, there's a lot of stress behind it. There's a lot of uh, conflict to some degree or can be. Mm-hmm. And I think if we all sort of try to, as we hopefully slide towards something that's a little bit more towards no- normalcy, I really do hope that we, can kind of think about uh, other people uh, both in like, okay, this person is, would, would prefer it if I come into their store wearing a mask. Great. Uh, you know, um, right. or, or you know, yeah, but on the other you, hand, also don't, you nothing know, says yeah. you have to go to that store. If you're like, oh, they, they really want people to wear masks, but I really don't feel like wearing a mask anymore because of X, Y, Z, then yep. just don't go there. You yeah. Know? Exactly. Or if you're like, oh, this store's not making anyone wear a ma- mask. Then and but you're like they should all should be wearing masks. Well, you can either go in there wearing a mask if you think that's safe enough, or if you're like mm-hmm. that's not safe enough, then don't go there. I mean, yeah, it's it's, it's to some degree it is it is voting with your dollars is what it is, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know it's your right to decide to not. Let me see. How I say I'm trying to say this. Without making it's your it's up to you to decide whether or not to abide by their rules. If you go into their store, then you kind of need to abide by the rules, but you don't have you exactly, but you don't have to go into the store or, you know, the convention or whatever, because who knows, I'm honestly with even something like in mid September with, uh, with Gen Con, like our, I don't know, we are, is it going to be expected? Did you wear masks or, or not? I mean, or or maybe they'll say, yeah, they might just say you're only allowed to come if you can show your vaccine card. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Even though they know the vaccines aren't a hundred percent guaranteed. Sure. Knowing that if you're, if everybody's vaccinated, the chances of it, having an outbreak is all you know pretty very very less very very less yeah, yeah pretty small yeah. so yeah 
that you know that could be a thing like you know that and that's what i you know when i got my first shot they're like here's your card keep it with you don't show it on social media because the serial number is how they can look up your vaccine um so please stop doing that if you're doing that or cover up that little serial (laughs) number um but yeah they're like you know they might start saying like you know that might be how some stuff starts opening up is you know you Mm -hmm. now travel to another country but you know this country not you know not only do you have to have a passport now you also have to have your vaccination card so well hopefully by 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 fall they'll have the um the handheld uh microchip uh, uh checking like wands to see if the microchip from your vaccine is now floating through your bloodstream and then they'll just right. know right there and you'd be like yeah they'll just wave it over you and go oh i'm sorry you weren't vaccinated because we don't well and then any, all uh, of we're not getting 5g new, out of you I've, I've been using my new microsoft windows phone that i picked up this week i don't know why it just seemed like a really good idea <laughs> yeah that's um, true i think i might have heard about an advertisement on my zoom um right right yeah yeah no that's absolutely the case <laughs> yeah i when when it was announced that um uh gen con was going forward in september um with a friend of mine who we, we usually a bunch of us go down as a group and mm-hmm. he is always the guy who kind of oh he's the, the hotel the, savant yeah, he's the hotel savant. Exactly. Yeah. And so he's he's already like, yeah, we already got two hotels. It's fine. You know, because we, you know, we <laughs> try to look for for. Yeah, he's, he's got ways anyway. Um, and he's like, so just everybody by September, just try and get your just try and get your vaccine. Just please try to get your vaccine. And mm-hmm. I responded as a joke. I said, oh, I don't need the vaccine. I already got 5G on my phone. So uh, it's fine. <laughs> and uh, and and he, he thought that was that was enjoyable. But um and it's true. Technically, I do have five G on my phone, but it only shows up once in a while, uh, like mm-hmm. only certain parts of town. So, well, it depends uh, on you know as more people get vaccinated, it'll be more common, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's like it's the it's a new new type of mesh network, is what it is. Yeah, that's that's not bad. That's not a so, bad idea, though. Okay, anyway, <laughs> it's not a good idea. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, jokes aside, we all have to, I think, try to, you know keep other people in mind and, and people's comfort levels and stuff like that. It's been a right. long year. And, it's and, been a long, and know that terrible it's okay year. If, if you're, if you're like, you know what, I don't think I still feel comfortable going to a convention this year and you yep. miss out on a convention. You, the, 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 the items are going to be available in that store. You're still going to be, you know, you're not missing out on anything that's, that you're not going to have an opportunity to get at some point. So, and a lot of these conventions have a lot of the content, like it's like I said, this year, Gen Con's doing a lot more mm-hmm. to have like online content. So if you're right, I mean, and there are people that honestly, I've always thought that like, especially a big one, like Gen Con, like it's a big destination. Mm-hmm. They've should have been doing virtual content for years and it's not because of uh, diseases, but it's just for, right. I can't make it this year or I've always or been thinking about everything. going. Right. Well, that too. Yeah, yeah. But I've been yeah, like, right. I've been thinking about going, but now I want to sit in on a couple of seminars and like, because that becomes an advertising thing. I used to work for a right. company that has like a humongous event every year. Half a million people all come to the mm-hmm. same city to watch airplanes fly around and do stuff and whatever and all that jazz. And they, I don't want to say televised it, but they broadcasted it on the internet a lot of it because the more you watch that stuff when you're not there is the more likely you're going to try to get there next year. Absolutely. And they, you know they are I mean? doing the pop up Jinkan uh, events. They've been doing that for yep. a couple. They're bringing of that weeks. back this. That or they're bringing that back years. again this year. Yeah, I mean they didn't do it last um, year really because obviously because of COVID. But they're going to be bringing right. back the pop up Jinkan stuff. So, so you that's can go very to your cool you know too. more local friendly you know friendly local game stores. I saw um, Free RPG Day is coming in October, I believe. Oh, okay, right, yeah, yeah, and then so probably you know, 
probably board game expo or bgx is probably not again this year but maybe next year they'll have both of them right Uh, that that would be my guess yeah yeah so and bgx is like board game expo or free rpg day is a thing and these happen in your local stores potentially and then Mm -hmm. you can go and play games and sometimes get some kind of free kind of promo stuff and things like that and um yeah so lots of demos and uh, you know, keep an eye on your local store and, and see what their kind of how their wind is blowing. You know what I mean? Like and see how that mm-hmm. works um, and uh, and keep an eye on the conventions you like to go to. And there's a lot of small conventions, too. And here, the thing is, is that if it's a convention of a couple hundred people, that's probably going to I don't want to say fly under the radar, but it's probably going to be something that is more allowed than a group of 60 to 70,000 people. Right. You know it's, what I mean? It's, you it's, know, difference, it's like, it's like you know, I, I can go to certain restaurants, but, you know, the big all-you-can-eat buffets, mm, I'm not yeah, going to feel not comfortable so much. with it for a while. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. So, so it, you know, like I said, it seems as if we're heading towards the end of the tunnel. We're seeing a light. It's it's It, it, it seems to not be a train, uh, so that's good. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, hopefully uh, this will be something that will be in our rearview mirror soon. Yeah, none, none, a, none of us had to put like, blindfolds on and get into a, a rowboat with Sandra Bullock. So, I mean, things are, are better than they could have been. So That that took a direction. I wasn't sure where you were going with that, but then I, I saw that movie. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure what you were talking about. Like, I was just doing a bunch of, uh, like, you know, vehicle kind of, like, uh, analogies, and then all of a sudden you, you go all bird box. Yeah, no, God, <laughs> God forbid. that we Thankfully, we didn't have bird box. That's, yeah, we, we didn't have bird box. We had, you know. <laughs> yeah, really, that's... All right. Well, thanks again for listening to this episode of the Game 4 Podcast. If you've got questions or comments and you're watching on YouTube, please leave a comment below. If you're listening via your favorite podcast player or just aren't into the whole YouTube comment section thing, then you can feel free to reach out to us via email at podcast at imgame4.com. You can also keep us up to date with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And check out our website at www.imgame4.com. That is www.iamgameforcom Thanks. Thanks.